Hang on, guys. Guys, make sure you guys tune in Tuesday to the Sports Buffoons channel. We got we will be live at Limitless Brewery talking about Kansas City Chiefs draft stuff. We're gonna talk about the bus. We're gonna give some trivia. We got some prizes to give out online and in person. There's also a free jersey giveaway. All you gotta do is subscribe. So make sure you guys tune that in. Let's get the show rolling. Welcome into the Sports Buffoons Podcast. And gentlemen, we are already a week, two weeks, week. I don't know how long this playoffs last. It seems like we're about a week into the playoff season of the NBA. My name is Tanner Dawson of the Whiskey Sports Podcast. Join with me to my left here of my left is scott cobb sj cobb one of let's talk sports scott what's up not much how you guys doing we're rolling we're rolling happy saturday there and then below me is jg of the sports buffoons jg what's up dude i'm i'm chilling man how you guys doing doing great it's a chilly day for a saturday in the middle in kansas world so but what a great day to have four NBA games. It's perfect. Today. It's perfect. For Playoff you. games. It's great. It's a great day to do laundry and clean up some crap as you have NBA on because yep. I just I just don't want to be outside in the 30s and 40s. So not a know. chance. I'll wait till tomorrow to do to do my lawn work after this freeze tonight. So I thought you had a maid, Tanner. You actually do your own laundry. <laughs> I do, I do. I'm not quite to that level yet. So you do it, you do it for fun, though, right? Not yeah, yeah. It's just entertaining. Yeah. See how many clothes I can hang on this really long rack. You, know? you let the maid, you let the maid do everything else, but you do your own laundry. I, that's pretty awesome, man. Yeah. There you go. Do, I'm do you have the old, old thing where you have the pole and then the window, and you just no, you just no, no. It? I actually got like a little stand deal. I, I throw stuff up on, so I don't have the line, you know, going all the way down. You know, I, I'm I'm more noble than that. All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So we're we talked last week a little bit in NBA playoffs, obviously opening weekend. Now we're a week into it. Uh, and there were some some crazy injuries that happened uh shortly after our Sunday show as well. And we're still dealing with it going into this weekend uh showdown with the playoff team. So uh JG, I'll let you break it down. Which injury do you want to start with? Because it seems like there's a lot of superstars out this weekend. Yeah, there's basically uh, a superstar injury in every single game um, that's going to be played today. So you got Joel Embiid with the sprained right knee. He says that he's totally fine, but they're going to hold him out for game four today against Brooklyn. You got Kawhi Leonard also with a sprained right knee. He's already missed one game. He's going to miss another game, pivotal game, four today against the Suns. Um, Giannis Antetokounmpo is a game time decision, lower back contusion versus Miami. Uh, also in that game, you got Tyler hero out. He had surgery on his hand. You got Kyle Lowry, who's questionable, but he hasn't really offered anything anyway in this series. And then you got John Morant. Uh, he's a game time decision. He's got a sore right hand versus the Lakers. Uh, and then you also, you got LeBron and AD, they're going to play, but allegedly they're both injured. So AD has that right foot stress injury. 
He's probable. LeBron's probable. Those two guys are going to play. Um, so you got some pivotal games today. So just interested to hear what you guys think about Embiid sitting out for this game, because obviously you've got that cushion there. You got a three to nothing lead against Brooklyn. Um, but you also have a coach in Doc Rip, Doc Rivers who notoriously loves to give up those huge leads in the playoffs. Um, a lot of times Doc Rivers led teams, they totally implode when they have a big lead in the playoffs. So I don't think it's going to be an issue in terms of Philly winning the series. Um, but with Embiid being out of the game, um, I'm looking at that uh, that minus two point spread for Philly as something that I I wouldn't really bet on that. I, I would definitely take the Brooklyn plus two in this game. Uh, but what, what do you guys think about the Embiid injury? I don't think it's that serious, but he was seen limping around in that last game. Scott, didn't you say on, I think it was your show, that if they win today, they wouldn't have to play again until May 1st? The tentative schedule right now since the Celtics lost last night is that that series between Philly and Boston would start May 1st with a push-up date of April 29th if both teams win in say five, say it's gentleman sweep. The so, push-up date would be able to so they would have so I don't what I don't get now is why wouldn't you play in B, sweep the Nets, and have eight days off to get ready for your correct. next series. Unless That's, it's that bad of an injury that maybe they're not making it out to be. Right. Know, if it affects them that much. That could be a concern even going past this series. Yeah, that's why there was a big-time loss for the Celtics last night because Jalen Brown is not Jalen Brown right now. Every time he gets hit on the hand or he tries to catch the ball, he's in pain. So you you would want to sweep that series as quick as you could and get Jalen Brown a week off to get that hand right before Philly. So, you know – the Embiid injury is strange to me. It's very strange. That's he gets into that controversy early in the game with Nick Claxton, and now all of a sudden he's going to bad me. The NBA must have said to him, hey, we're going to suspend him for a game. And the Phillies just said, hey, look, we'll sit him out for game four. He's getting the knee injury coming. So that's that's what I think. I think the NBA said to Philly, if you're planning on playing him, he's suspended for game four. That's what I think. Jason, what are you thinking? Yeah, I, I think it's bizarre. Um, but I also think that with all of the injuries that we just mentioned, you know, you brought up Jalen Brown with all the superstar injuries that you've got yeah. going on right now. I think it's, it's pretty impossible to try to, if you're a team like Philly, to try to close out a team like this uh, because Brooklyn is certainly good enough they've got the horses to get one game in this series. And, you know, if you're, if you're just sitting out Embiid just to sit him out to me, if I'm looking at that uh, as the Brooklyn Nets, that's disrespectful. If you're a Brooklyn Nets fan to think yeah. that, well, you know, we can beat their ass without Joel Embiid. We don't really need him. And, you know, Brooklyn to me, they, they've got to get this game. I mean, they know they're not going to win the series, but, They've they got they should come out firing on all cylinders. And so um, you know, James Harden, I mean, we know we know what he is in the playoffs. Uh, 
when he doesn't have like uh, his his usual running mate. In this case, it's Joel Embiid. James Harden can't do it by himself. Um, and so I, I do look for the Nets um, to win this game tonight. So what what about uh, what about Kawhi? So he's already missed a game. He's he's going to miss another game against the Suns today. I feel like this is a pivotal game, and I also feel like it's a must-win game for both teams. It is. Let me tell you why. I understand Phoenix is ahead 2-1, to one, but these guys, CP3, Devin Booker, uh, KD – those guys are put in, uh, yeah, they're putting like they're putting in like forty minutes a game. Yeah. Okay. So that's a team that they want to close out this series for a different reason. It's not because they're injured, but because all of your studs are just putting in so many minutes, and you want to close. Like to me, Phoenix must win this game because without Kawhi Leonard. If you can't win this game, now all of a sudden, let's just say hypothetically, Kawhi Leonard does come back in that next game, and you're tied 2-2, two to two, even if you're the Suns, if you go on and win this series, I mean, you're, you're, your legs are going to be gone. Like, you're not going to have any juice left for the rest of the playoffs because you have no bench. Uh, Cameron Payne, you know, last I checked, is still not playing. And so you've got basically – your best three or four players, if you want to throw DeAndre Ayton in there, they're just logging way too many minutes. And to me, they're 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 not the favorite to win the West. When this whole thing started, I thought, okay, Phoenix should be the favorite. But when you have no depth whatsoever, one of these guys is either going to get injured or all four of them are going to run out of gas. CP3 is already going to – he's already ran out of gas like three years ago because so, he's like, like – 50 years old. So he, he's already run out of gas. Now you got to worry about the other guys. Um, and they're all, they're all old. I mean, Aiton's not old and, and Booker's not old, but even at their ages, man, you, you can only log so many minutes. And so that's why I feel like today's game is a must win for both teams. We already know the Clippers backs are to the wall. I think the Clippers can get this game without Kawhi Leonard uh, you know, Bones Highland is probably not going to give you another 20 points again. However, Eric Gordon, I believe, will show up in this game. They're playing at home. You only got seven points out of Eric Gordon in that last game. Norman Powell, probably not going to give you 42. No. But he could still show up with a big game. Westbrook's probably going to show up. Your The rest of your role players are probably going to show up because they're playing at home. And so I, I'd be concerned if I was a Suns fan. They're minus seven and a half right now. And I'm taking the Clippers plus seven and a half all day long. Um, so, but I, I, I do think that this is a must win for both teams, not just the Clippers. I, I think, well, obviously it's a must win for both teams. I think it's a must win for more a pressure on uh, the Suns, just for the fact that they have everybody. They're just lack of depth. By the way, Jason, remember that stat I told you about Russell Westbrook and the way the Clippers win? The plus minus from Wednesday when he's above minus one minus ten in the points uh responsible for, they win. He was plus one uh without Kawhi. So if we get that same Russell Westbrook there, I don't think I think the Suns are in trouble. 
I think the Suns, with the lack of depth they're having, they're going to be in trouble. I think that I think all the pressures is on the Suns essentially uh, for this series. If the Clippers win again. I I'm just saying, Clippers Clippers could easily take this series. I don't I don't see how the Suns even go any further after this series with the exposure of the lack of deaths because you can't play your starters 40 minutes every game. It it just deteriorates them. And you're already playing an 82 game season on top of that. Granted, they you know they don't play every game, but they still play majority of the season. And this Suns team doesn't have the depth to you know classify Cameron Payne still being out is hurting them extremely because now you don't have Tory Craig coming off the bench. So yeah. uh it's I, I understand it's a must win for both teams. I think the pressure is more on the Phoenix Suns due to the fact that with the Kevin Durant trade, losing all those bench pieces as well during the offseason and during that trade. It just, it, it's in a way, it's ruined that team uh, that was so, you know, depth wise, uh, just to get that missing piece. Now they're missing more pieces. So I'm going, I got Clippers here, uh, I think, in this one, because I think it's up to Westbrook. I think, it, once again, it's, it's Westbrook is going to be responsible for this win or loss. And that's going to be the point, points responsible for, you know, if he can do what he did last game. And be you know have that plus one if he's even remotely close to plus one in the positives, this Clippers team has has this has the series. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll throw yeah. one more thing out, Scott, before you okay. go. Just the yep. fact that campaign he's been limited to shooting and cardio, so that's all he can do. So even, <laughs> even if they wanted yeah. to play, even if they wanted to play him in the next round, yeah. he's going to be totally rusty. He's not going to be able to offer you that much. So yeah. what are your thoughts on that, Scott? Well, here's, here's my thoughts. Number one is Denver's got the ace, ultimate ace in their pocket now. They sweep Minnesota. They're going to get the rest. Phoenix could be going through a, a tough series with the Clippers. Number two, is Devin Booker going to score 45 again in this game like he did last game? Probably it, not. Are the Suns going to play as, as well offensively as they played last game? Probably not. If the Clippers play near what they played offensively, which I think they can, with Norman Powell coming down from the 42 a little bit, they can get this game. They can definitely get this game. If, if I was betting it and I haven't bet it yet, I haven't really gone you know, into it, I would take the Clippers plus the points. I think the Clippers can keep this close if not win the game. So, Yeah, that, I would add into that. Um, like you said, even if Norman Powell and these guys, they, they may not score as many points, but the defense is always going to be there for the Clippers. Right, and so that's that just makes everything that much tougher for Phoenix because you know, especially playing at home, you know the Clippers are always going to show up defensively and make it as difficult as possible. And offensively, the Clippers now are better because they don't have you know the, the guys on the court aren't saying we got to get Kawhi the ball, we got to get him his, his twenty five shots. They can play a free flow offense where everybody's shooting the ball, and that's a dangerous thing for Phoenix if everybody's shooting the ball. So. Yep. So moving on to uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo and that lower back contusion, he's a game time decision. My feeling is that he's going to play and they are minus five at Miami. I do have Milwaukee covering in this game, but only if Giannis plays. Okay, if Giannis doesn't play, I'm staying the hell away from this game. Uh, But I think if he plays, um, I, I think they're going to win the series no matter what because I don't think that back injury is 
is nearly as bad as people thought originally. And if you have a healthy Giannis, you know, my, my main concern before this series started was who, what, which version of Chris Middleton are we going to get? Well, he's already proven that he's basically a hundred percent. And so if you've got the big three (laughs) on Milwaukee, to me, they're, they're the favorite to win the Eastern conference. If those big three are healthy, they're going to win the conference. So, uh, but what do you guys think about tonight's game? I'm with you. I, I think if Giannis plays, I think Milwaukee's going to win by 10, at least. If Giannis doesn't play, I still think Milwaukee's going to win the game. But I, I, I think it's going to be like a three-point game. I think it's going to come down in the final minute. So, yeah, I wouldn't touch this game. Um, but if Giannis plays, definitely I would, would then touch the game. Tyler Hero injury for Miami is, is big time bad, bad for them. Because now you've got to take somebody off the bench, stick him in the lineup, play in major minutes. Uh, Tyler Hero shooting, I know it hasn't been you know consistent, consistently good, but he presents a, a threat offensively for Miami that he can stick threes at any time and go off. And now he's not on the court. That's tough for Miami. So now it's Butler, and Bam has to step up his offensive game to play better, and, and he's not con- shown consistent scoring in the playoffs or in the season. So it's just really hard for Miami to I, – I could see Milwaukee winning this in five. Yeah. I, he, I, Giannis, of course, is the difference maker in this yep. too. Um, you know, losing a shooter like Hero for Miami really has hurt them. Uh, that was a very winnable matchup last week, and they just couldn't couldn't get get it done. They, they didn't have the shooters they needed to, essentially, with Hero gone. So kind of screws up their game plan. But if Giannis is out, I got Miami taking this. I got them beating them down low again. Uh, <clears throat> kind of like they did, you know, game one after Giannis went out. Uh, I think I think with Bam and Butler, uh, yeah. possibly playoff Butler showing up once again this week or today. Uh, I, I think I think if Giannis is out, Miami takes this game. Um, it's not going to be as easy series as we all anticipated. But uh, if Giannis is back, that compliments Brooke Lopez, gets him back on track, helps Chris Middleton, who looks like he's healthy. He's phenomenal. Which is, phenomenal. Which is great for Milwaukee. Uh, but I think Chris Middleton and, uh, and Brooke Lopez are really needing uh, Giannis out there to really help out. So uh, it all depends on Giannis here. Before and, I and, and the one thing I'm very impressed with with Bam about is he's a really good playmaker. He 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 can pass the ball effectively out of the low post. So I'm really impressed with what he's done in this play in and this playoff series so far. So yeah, and I I do think that the Miami Heat, I think they're good enough to get one of these home games. I mean, yeah. it but it, it's all it comes down to Oladipo. You're going to depend on guys like Oladipo and Gabe Vincent and uh, Max Struess. Th- those guys are probably good enough to get you one more home game, but that that's about it. So yeah. I don't know if that I don't know if that's going to be this game or the next. But I'd I'd be a little bit shocked if if Milwaukee drops this game. So uh, moving on to the last game, and you've got Ja Morant, who's kind of like Giannis. He's a game time decision. Sore right hand versus the Lakers. Um, I've got the Lakers winning this game series tied one to one right now. Lakers are minus four and a half. And I'm just fully expecting a bounce back game from Anthony Davis. He was four or 14 shooting in that last game only gave you 13 points. 
Um, the Lakers are playing at home, and I think those role players, as they generally do, they play a little bit better at home. And so guys like Rui Hachimura, I think you, yeah. you'll have better games from some of those role guys. Yeah. Um, I do have the Lakers winning this game. Um, so I, I would expect Ja Morant to play in this, but we, we don't know how bad that hand injury is. It's like kind of like you said earlier, Scott, with Jalen Brown, if it's a situation where that hand is just like killing him every time he touches the ball, then maybe they will decide to hold him out an extra game. I think the key for the Lakers is Hachimura. If he, if he has an effective offensive game, they'll win by double digits. He, he is he is the single most X factor, I think, in the playoffs right now because of what he can bring to the Lakers as the third scorer for, after LeBron and AD. So I would watch him very closely early in the game to see how he's doing and if he's, he's scoring the ball. If he is, the Lakers should win this game easily whether Jazz on the court or not. But I think if Jazz off the court, the Lakers can take control of this series and they can win today and then win game four and be up three to one. So, Yeah, totally agree with you on Hachimura. What are your thoughts, Tanner? Because like like I said, when these guys are playing at home, you could easily end up with an, an Austin Reeves blow up or you yeah. could have a Dennis Schroeder game. Mm -hmm. uh, you could have a D'Angelo Russell game, Malik Beasley. Any, any of these guys could have a, a huge game now that they're playing at home. I think I think what we're missing here, it's not the role players. I think the role players will be there uh, for sure today, being at home, because uh, it does it is where they shine. But I think you're gonna see a pissed off LeBron come into play, a guy that's looking like, all right, talks Dylan Brooks made the comments right, and we've seen in the past some of the great players in the top five, right? M MJ when somebody talks shit, you know he doesn't say nothing back, but he he answers through play. Kobe Bryant, same exact way. We consider LeBron James in the top three, four, five, right? Depending yeah. where you stand, uh, of course. And uh, I, I think uh, I, I think you're going to see LeBron, you know, who kind of, you know, didn't really answer anything in the media about it, just continue to blow it away. I think you're going to see the answer in the play today. I think you're going to see a pretty high-scoring game from LeBron, but a pretty solid defensive outing from LeBron. And he's, he's going to be playing – with, with some vengeance in that. And I think you're going to see that opens lanes up for Beasley, Anthony Davis being down low. You got Reeves out there. Uh, and I, I just think you're going to see a few of these guys, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll make their points, but I think you're going to see a LeBron here, get ready to, uh, to attack and uh, kind of, you know, shut up Dylan Brooks for a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's a great yeah. example of another one of these older teams wanting to close this thing out as soon as possible. So that's true too. I, I do, but I still have the Lakers as the favorite in this series. And so if you're the favorite, you want to close it out fast for these older guys. Um, so yeah, I, I, I do fully expect them to go up two to one, but uh, just for a moment, let's, let's go back to that Sixers Brooklyn series. Cause we had uh, some controversial calls from the officials in that last game wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that because uh, Joel Embiid had that retaliation kick between the legs of Nick Claxton uh, after Claxton went up for the alley-oop and he got a flagrant one um, for basically 
kicking Nick Claxton. And then you had James Harden, who got a flagrant two ejection for basically just, it looked like he pushed off trying to get past Royce O'Neal. Yep. He looked like he was just trying to push off, except instead of hitting his hand or his arm, he actually punched him in the balls. So, <laughs> I mean, I think this was kind of a mistake. <clears throat> Let's I, start with I, the harder one. Let's start I, with the harder no one. World, in no world is that a flagrant two, in my opinion. Now, a lot of people think that Embiid should have got a flagrant two, but since it was a retaliation, I think that was called correctly. I think the Embiid was called correctly as a flagrant one. Um, James Harden couldn't believe it that they actually tossed him for that. Now, I guess it's possible, you know. Here's your Embiid, or your Harden. Yeah, so if, if you believe that that James Harden is a dirty player, which I don't think he has any history of being a dirty player, um, but even if you thought he was, I mean, do we really think that he punched him in the balls on purpose? Yes. It looked to me <sighs> that – Yes. He was just kind of, I mean, it's not like he was looking. He wasn't even looking at him. He was just trying to put his arm out to try to get by. And I think he probably thought that so he probably thought there was an arm there or a hand there. And anyway, I, th- I thought he was just trying to get the defender out of the way. And at, there in no, in no world is that a flagrant two ejection. So I don't know where that call came from, but what what, what are you guys' thoughts on that? With you, someone else should get an Emmy. <laughs> players don't, you know, try to get around with that little arm bar through that region, all right? You make it up, yeah. you go towards the stomach area, you're a little higher about, you know, chest level from yourself. That guy's not tall enough to be his dick at, at his <laughs> – just freaking hard, right? It's just right. That was intentional. If I ever saw one, and uh, you saw it though, like he his his arm was like this too. It went like this. It was it was downward motion. It wasn't even like here or here. It was downward a little bit, <laughs> little angle. That was intentional by Harden. Now I don't agree with the. Uh, you don't kick people out for that, right? It's not. No, you never do. Like, like never you give do. him a flagrant. You give the guy a couple shots. Let him get some. You know, a break, a breather for a minute. We don't kick him out. It's playoff basketball. It's NBA. It's going to happen at some point through the season. But it's not, like you said, it's not a guy that's known for being dirty. He he has been dirty, but it's not like a Draymond kind of situation here. And so you you know you, you give him you know you give him the flagrant, let the guy shoot two, and you move on, right? And if something else happens again, then he's out of here. But that that was totally on purpose. But it wasn't ejection worthy. That's no, I'll, I'll, I'll take it one step further. Um, that was not even a flagrant one. That's a common foul. Yeah. That's a common foul. But yeah. what are your thoughts, Scott? You see you see that a hundred times in, in the NBA. Um, two thoughts. One, you saw the picture of Doc Rivers at the end. He 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 wasn't arguing anything. He, I think he kind of knew it was going to happen. Number two, I think because of the Embiid situation early in the game, I think that's what got hot and thrown out. I think the referees – said during the game at halftime, whatever, we should have thrown Embiid out and we didn't. So I think the Harden thing probably was the Embiid thing was the reason why Harden got tossed from the game. That's, that's what I think. And that's what I've heard on the, on the NBA radio on Sirius is that they thought the Embiid situation where he didn't get ejected probably led to the Harden ejection. And I buy into that. So, so then I, then I listened to the post game in, interview by James Harden 
And uh, I had a little bit of concern that they were going to fine James Harden for his post-game comments because he yeah. basically flat out said, if you're the official, you cannot make that call. Like, he was talking oh, he'll so get shit. Yeah. He'll get fined. So much shit. Like, it's you coming. think he'll get fined for that? I mean, like. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. If not, we won't see it, if anything. But here, so here's the Embiid kick that I'll bring up. So right now you're going to see the alley-oop. And then he's kind of, it happened so fast. But, you know, Nick Claxton just kind of took his time walking over him, gave him a little glare. And um, that's why, to me, um, he was somewhat instigating the whole thing. And so when it's a retaliation situation, uh, like I said, that that's a flagrant one. They got it right. But the Harden thing should have been a common foul at best. Yeah, the Harden one for sure. Or this one for sure was a – yeah, that's a flagrant. Yeah, that's a flagrant. First, first of all, did Claxton even touch him for a bead to fall? Hardly. I mean, no. he was going no. up. Not at all. And Embiid just flopped. <laughs> so he didn't touch him. So a guy like Embiid, who's seven feet tall and built like he is, does not fall off a, off a little, so to speak, kick. Because Claxton's leg came out and hit Embiid. And he just went down like a ton of bricks. That's number one. Number two, I, I agree. Embiid probably should have been ejected for that. And he did not. But in the post-game press conference, he said, I don't remember the play. I have to watch the videotape. Really? Come on. And he wasn't yeah. mad when he walked away like like he was ticked off at Claxton. He just basically walked away. He wasn't yelling at him or anything. He just basically walked away from the situation. So, It still amazes me how we have different rules for different players because yeah. while I think they got that one right uh, for <clears throat> Embiid and the flagrant one, we all know – that without question, if that would have been Draymond Green kicking him between the legs, God. not only not, not only would he have received a flagrant two and an ejection, they would have suspended him for the following game. And so it's unfortunate to me as an NBA fan that we have different rules for different players. Yeah. So I here's agree. another one, Jason, on your, uh, I believe it was the same game later on uh, from Nick Claxton, who ended up being ejected. Uh, and we talk about different rules for different players. This one blew my mind because he gets the ball. He does his dunk. He stares at him, you know, gives a little taunt. Sure, whatever. It happens. Like That's what you do. And he gets canned for it. It's the Embiid <laughs> rules. It's the Embiid rules. It's it's stupid. It's like you see Dylan Brooks do this all day long. And then uh, you see every player do it. Let's be real. Every player does it. But all he does is that. A little taunt, and he gets canned. So what? Speaking of speaking of Dylan Brooks, what did you guys think of his comments about LeBron James basically saying that LeBron James is old? Well, I mean, he is old, number one, but he don't lie. <laughs> you know, don't fire LeBron up. Keep a sleeping dog down. Let especially, him just. You know, especially yeah. if you're a guy who can't shoot, right? Dylan Brooks can't shoot where the shit. <laughs> If you, if you at least had a, a good jump shot, then I could I would respect you if you're going to talk shit against the third or the fourth best player in the history Jason, of the game. But Jason. if you can't shoot, then you can't you you're not allowed to talk shit against that guy. What do what does you know history books and thirty on thirties and stuff like that have that you know maybe Dylan Brooks isn't watching? It's history. 
you you learn from history. You don't do things to certain players due to the fact that they had history on it. You know, MJ, well, anytime MJ got stuff, Dylan Brooks apparently has never watched a 30 on 30, never watched anything on Michael Jordan, never watched on Kobe Bryant. And I don't, he, he might learn today. I don't know. He might go back and say, Oh, maybe I, you know, maybe next time I won't talk shit on a player that's above my caliber. I'll equate it to this in another sport. When somebody talks shit about Tom Brady, a cornerback or a safety, Tom Brady lit that guy up the next the game yeah. after. Le- LeBron James is going to light Dylan Brooks up so bad in game three. Dylan I'm Brooks, he can't come off of what he said. He said it. It's out there. It's done. But I always think LeBron in the rest of this series is going to take it upon himself to beat Memphis and to score, try to score 30 each game they play. Dylan Brooks just lit LeBron's fire up when he didn't need to, have to do that. So. I mean, I think, hilarious. <laughs> I think I, I think out of all four games today, I think the Lakers are probably in the best position to yes, be able to go up three to one if they can just get both of those home games and be able to rest their older players. I, they're in a prime spot right now. They're motivated. Obviously, yeah. like you said, Scott, LeBron is totally pissed off. Yep. And they 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 want and they need to get get this thing to three one as soon as possible. What what this West playoffs has done is opening it up for the Lakers now. If they can beat Memphis, Phoenix's depth is questionable right now. Denver's gonna probably sweep Minnesota, I think, in four games. Um Denver's gonna get State. Phoenix. Denver's gonna beat, they're gonna beat Phoenix now. If yep. you would have told me that like two weeks ago, I would have said you're out of your mind. Yep. But now that I know that 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 Phoenix is running so thin, I think Denver's going to beat them in that next round. And and Golden State and Sacramento was just going to be a complete war every game. It's going to be a physical battle. So now the West has kind of opened up for the Lakers and Denver to meet in the Western Conference Finals. And nobody was picking that. How crazy is that? We were talking Lakers being out, right? Come, what, halfway through the season, Jason, when we started this? We yeah. were talking about being out. And then they, you know, kind of sunk into the playing game after the trade deadline, got some players, and then they win their playing game. And now they're here. Now they're yeah. here, possibly going to make it to the at least the West Finals. Possibly. And, they're gonna get, my, go ahead. They're gonna Scott. get Sacramento or Golden State coming off a six or a seven game complete battle war of attrition every game. And those teams, one of those two teams is going to be dead tired playing the Lakers. And the Lakers are going to be sitting back saying, hey, we beat Memphis in five or six. Wasn't a war. was a free-flowing series. The Lakers could, could beat Golden State or Sacramento. And I've had Golden State from the very beginning to win the West. And that Golden State-Sacramento series, the nice thing about watching that is that basically everyone's healthy. Yeah. And in particular with the Warriors – that team runs deep, so not not only are they healthy, um, but you know they just gave basically. You can look at that last game as a Draymond Green rest game. Yep. I know he got suspended, yep. but that's basically a free rest game for him. So with the Warriors are healthy and they are deep, and yep. so that's why my money is still on the Warriors to come out of the West. But no, you're exactly right. I mean it it could come down to the the Lakers versus. Golden State or Sacramento as yeah. basically being the winner of the West. Yeah. Yeah. 
Very well could be. <clears throat> it's, it's just crazy. It's just crazy how they how it, how it turned full circle this year. Certainly. Certainly is. JG, what else we got? I think that's it, man. Unless you want to talk about uh, Boston, Atlanta. I still think that's going to be a boring series. I think it's, it's over. Still, but, it's it was um, just, you know, hey, here's your win. So what if if you know if Scott is that concerned about that Jalen Brown hand injury, then maybe maybe Atlanta can pick off another game at home. I'm not concerned about it based on the other pieces that the Celtics have in Derek White. Grant Williams showed up big time last night, so maybe he gets a little bit more playing time. Robert Williams is a beast down low. I don't think it's going to be a concern. And I think Celtics want to get this series over as quick as they can. As we've said, open up the show, they're going to get what six to eight days off, and that that'd be great for Jalen Brown. I just think Philly Boston the second round is going to be a war. You knew Atlanta was going to get one; they got their they one were, coming. They home were going to get time. one, yeah. So so now the Celtics are going to go back to playing Smash Mouth defense. And get and Tatum will probably score thirty points again, and the Celtics will win Game Four probably by ten, and then the series will be over going back to Boston. So that's what I think. And you knew Atlanta was going to get one. You knew Trey Young was going to show up in a major yeah. way, um, and he did last night. He played he played really well. Um, you know, in the ancillary pieces for Atlanta playing well too. Murray's playing out of his mind right now for Atlanta, but you know, I, I, again, it's going to be. Boston, Milwaukee, in the Eastern Conference Finals, I think. Because Doc Rivers can't beat the Celtics for whatever reason. So, And by the way, I just want to point out, um, I made a mistake uh, when I predicted this Knicks versus Cavs series. I was completely wrong. Um, it's totally not what I expected to have the Knicks being up 2-1 to one right now. And what they've done in that series is just they're basically playing bully ball. Mitchell Robinson and Julius Randle are bullying these guys down low and they're getting so many rebounds. Uh, even RJ Barrett had eight rebounds in that last game. And I, I thought that the Cavs athleticism would be enough to overcome that, but apparently it's not. So now it looks like this thing might be going seven. Do, do, do we think that the Knicks are going to beat the Cavs? Cause, cause I can see it happening. Oh, I, I wouldn't make, I, I can't make that prediction right now. I'm just yeah. saying like, I, I thought that this had blowout potential on the yeah, I did too. side. I did and too. I, I, I think it's going seven. I, I'm not going to predict who's going to win one way or the other, but I, I do think it's going seven because I think that Cleveland is, they're a little bit, like I said, they're, they're, their bigs are a little bit intimidated. Yeah. Down low yeah because I think Julius Randle and Mitchell Robinson, they're just a little bit more bigger bodied guys. Than guys like Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, um, but Evan Mobley and Jared Allen are just more athletic, and I, I really thought that that athleticism would be enough to to overcome the bigger bodied guys. But the Knicks just seem to be bullying them down low, and so that to me that series could go either way right now. But I do the, think it's one seven. The thing that would play heavily in Milwaukee's favor if Giannis sits out again today, Milwaukee beats Miami. If he does, and they do, if they do, Giannis has had two days off, basically a week off. Cleveland and New York are going to play a tough, a bully ball six to seven game series, and then have to go play Milwaukee in the second round with the with the rested, healthy Giannis. 
it's not a good thing for them. Where I thought before that Cleveland, if they wrap this series up in five, could give Milwaukee, you know, a real battle. But now I'm not sure about it. I, I think Milwaukee might might be able to win that series in five or six. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I think it's up to Giannis here. So, but that Absolutely. Cleveland New York series, yeah, it's it's another another battle there. Just it's gonna go <clears throat> seven, and I, I I don't know who comes out on top, uh, but it's it's definitely uh, quite a chaotic game. So, all right, yeah. guys, got a few announcements before we wrap this up here uh, tomorrow. You guys aren't aware we are doing a charity stream on let's talk sports uh rob logan's son's uh place where he played basketball and practice and everything like that the church ended up burning down uh so dan is throwing together a charity stream for donations to help contribute back towards that for the basketball program and the church there i uh, just want to give a quick rundown of a lineup what we got coming up tomorrow starting at 10 p.m central 11 p.m Eastern, you got uh, Ashton Nix, Al interviewing basketball coach Chris DeLio. Uh, Dan's going to be interviewing ex-Giants tight end Derek Brown. Rob Logan interviews ex-NFL player Lorenzo uh, Lorenzo Alexander, former Bills uh, linebacker there. That's going to be cool. Johnny Cruz and Alex gets uh, former ex-Dolphins player Delvin Williams. Uh, then myself and maybe JG, I know Mike is for sure. We're going to be, uh, we got uh, Lonnie Martz, uh, who we've had on the show before, and possibly ex-tight end, Chiefs tight end, Jason Dunn. Uh, they're starting at the 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern mark. Uh, 4 p.m., we got Scott and Johnny uh, talking with Super Bowl winner Anthony Wright, which will be pretty cool there. Uh, after that, LTS, the, the big LTS group with uh, Dan, Ryan, Nick, myself, Johnny, and Scott. Uh, the Logans then talk with uh, their NBA talk there with Rob and Lucas. Uh, then we got We're Just Fans with uh, ex-Texans player Wally Rainier and ex-LA Dodgers DJ Jackson and Calvin Timms. And then to wrap it up, of course, the man, the myth himself, Nick Bakkins, gets to interview him, ex-Green Bay Packer, Michael Montgomery. That is an all-day event on Let's Talk Sports. It's going to be all on one big stream, so make sure you guys check it out tomorrow. Donate if you can. It's uh, for a good cause for you know sports, but also for some other things there with the Logan. So, and then of course Tuesday, we will be here at Limitless Brewery live for a Kansas City draft special at 7:30 p.m. Central, 8:30 Eastern. Get a chance even online here. If you make a comment, you'll be entered in for the raffle for for the free jersey. Um, I'll have a few more in-person prizes as top of Elimilis Brewery. So if you guys are around the Kansas City area, please come on down. We'll be talking Kansas City Jeffs content, doing some trivia, playing a little game. Like it's it's gonna be fun. So uh really excited for this Tuesday. It's I mean, it's my favorite brewery. It's my brewery I walk up to uh probably every weekend. So not every weekend, but most most of not. So uh, but yeah, guys, any final word, JG? Uh, looking forward to Limitless and also looking for the buffoons at the draft getting hammered. The draft. Yeah, we're going to be at the draft. So I, I don't know if you guys heard that yet. <laughs> Kansas City, Missouri, be ready for the Botkins and sports buffoons Thursday night draft party. <laughs> hey, I heard Fallout Boy explain, you know, Botkins is all for it. <laughs> oh, he loves Fallout Boy. 
Hey, apparently he's the one who sent me the message on it. I'm like, hey, I'll go listen. So I'm all for it. So awesome. All right, guys. Everybody, have a fabulous Saturday. Enjoy some NBA playoffs. Enjoy some Stanley Cup playoffs. That's for Jim because he's going to get mad if I say NHL playoffs. So Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, and, of course, there's baseball on. So, everybody, please like, subscribe, follow. We'll catch you next Saturday. See you guys. See you guys.